In today's show, we analyze the warnings coming out about one of America's largest financial institutions and banks, which is showing some serious issues, cracks forming within the structure as it's being portrayed on the media. We're going to look at this um, huge meeting that took place between some of the largest regulatory bodies in the USA and a whole lot more in today's show, which reflects the safety and security at the moment or lack thereof of the US banking system. But this also translates across the ocean. So this is also for the the UK, it's for Europe, and of course it's for Canada and other places as well. So with that said, let's get right into the first of the articles today then, which is the main one. So who is this bank, this financial institution we are talking about? It is Charles Schwab. Now, the media is all over this at the moment because of these cracks that are showing in the financials. Now, not to take away from what the media is saying and that there are big risks, etc., etc., because I do think there are some problems there at the moment with Schwab, but I don't necessarily think they're going to collapse, which is what I'm seeing um, a lot of people and commentators talking about that Schwab could collapse, etc. I'm going to explain why I don't think that they will, although it is possible, but I think it's unlikely. But I do think that some of the smaller banks could collapse, as we've talked about a lot. My analysis shows that the large institutions will be too big to fail. They'll get bailouts, they'll get government assistance, they'll get Fed assistance, central bank assistance. Whereas some of the smaller banks, I do believe when this crisis really kicks in, that more of them will be permitted to fail. And it's not just me that thinks this. The general public and investors believe this as well, which is why we're seeing such large outflows. We'll get on to the outflows very shortly. But the main thing that's telling us at the moment that there is a crisis brewing underneath is the outflows or the amount of banks that are flocking to take advantage of this central bank lending facility. The amounts of tens of billions that have been taken out of this facility is quite unbelievable. And you might have heard this. This is a very, very new thing. It's only come about this month in March, and it's called the Bank Term Funding Program, the BTFP. This really is an emergency lending program of last resorts. This program gives banks and financial institutions loans of up to one year to US banks, savings associations, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions that pledge US treasuries, okay, agency debt, mortgage-backed securities, so MBS. We've talked about that a lot um, last year, mortgage-backed securities, how the Federal Reserve owns huge amounts of your mortgages, even though they are a private institution. And this program is going to run through to March of 2024. So it's not exactly what people are saying as well. You do have to have assets to lend as collateral. You've got to think of these banks and all these institutions where you're hearing that they're, they're just getting hundreds of billions. They can just go and get hundreds of billions and making the debt worse. 
Um, somewhat true, yes, but I'm going to explain why this is happening because it all, it's all to do with their bonds and treasury holdings. But we'll, we'll get onto that in a moment because that is the key distinction of all of this. But the other thing that isn't being talked about is that all of this new currency creation will result in more inflation later on. You can't just create, create, create more currency and then expect there to be no inflation as a result. But let's get back to Schwab then. They have 34 million accounts. That is absolutely enormous. And remember, they're not just a uh, investment platform. They're also a bank. So you've got two things going on. And this is where they're running into a little bit of trouble. They have $7 trillion of assets. $7 trillion. Just think about that number for a moment. And this is why a lot of investors are getting a, a little bit worried. And you're seeing a lot of um, articles online about them now because a lot of investors are starting to withdraw capital and move it elsewhere. This is creating a liquidity crisis for Schwab. Even though they've got very good PR and they don't want anyone to know this, it is creating a little bit of a liquidity crisis. Now, why is this taking place? I'm, I'm looking at my notes a lot here because some of the things I've got to explain, I need to put this all into order. What is happening is Schwab, like a lot of these financial institutions and banks, they put a lot of capital into long-term bonds. And I want to give you an example here so that it's easy for you to understand. Let's say that you've got $10,000, £10,000, €10,000. And this is something that you're going to use as your first home deposit, for example. And you know that you need to buy a house in about five years' time. Let's just say that, for example. But then let's pretend that you've put it into something that gives you a fixed rate of return. The savings account gives you X percent and it's fixed. But if you take that money out beforehand, you're going to pay a penalty. Well, the bonds don't work in exactly the same way. What actually happens is they bought the bonds at a set price. But then because the yields have actually gone up on the bonds, the, the value of the bonds has gone down. I know that's a little bit hard to understand, but if you reach maturity with the bond, just like your savings account, if you, if you reach that maturity, then everything's fine. But what's actually happening now is that people are pulling their money out of a lot of these banks at a huge scale. In fact, this is the largest outflows that we have ever seen in history that's going on right now. People are taking their monies out of the, the bank in different ways. Now, that can be cash, people going to the bank and taking cash, which is happening at a record rate at the moment. But it can also just be transferring the money away from that bank into other um, instruments. Because the other thing that's happening is, is that places like Schwab are offering uh, less than half a percent interest on savings. So people are moving their money now to other areas where it's easy to get 4% or more on their savings. So you're seeing a lot of outflows. Now, the more people that, that outflow their money, the more of a crisis this creates because then Schwab and other institutions have to sell those bonds before the maturity. And remember, we've just said that if you don't hold your savings account to the maturity date, you pay a penalty. Well, the same is happening with these bonds and that's why you're seeing a lot of issues. So Schwab, 7 trillion AUM, assets under management, as well as everything else that they've got going on within that 7 trillion. People are focusing on the amount, but if you actually put it into context, 
it's not as big of a crisis as you know SVB and some of these other you know Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank and all of these other things because of the amounts of the outflow in percentage terms. Now, having said all of that, I still do believe that this banking system is inevitably going to collapse at some point. I can't tell you when because there's all these different tools and smoke and mirrors and everything else that the um, regulators and the Fed and the central banks of you know different different countries and all these other programs that they can throw at it to keep it going. But the bottom line is that if a lot of these banks have more liabilities than they do assets, if they ever had to balance the books, they would be bankrupt. Banks are also not designed for this new era of higher interest rates. That is why a lot of people think that the Fed and other central banks are going to reverse course and take the rates back down to zero. Although that is logical, I'm not sure if that's going to happen just yet. I still see rates holding around where, you know, give or take 1% um, around this region, uh, definitely this year. Because already we're seeing that the banks, their whole profitability model and why they became so rich and these huge bonuses were because of these low rates of interest, where even if you put your savings into a bank and they're paying you 0.1% or some ridiculous figure, they're taking that money, and this is what Schwab does as well, and it moves it into other areas where it does investments and then it makes a lot of money and then gives you the tiny little bit, but they're keeping the spread in the middle. But now with these higher rates of interest and people wanting to move their money elsewhere, it is causing them a major problem. Now, Schwab were interviewed this week and they said the business is misunderstood and it's misleading to focus on paper losses. So this is what the example we gave with the bonds, which the company may never have to incur. Okay, but this is the thing that always makes me laugh. Why does the interviewer never push it any further and say, okay, but what if you do have to make those paper losses real? See, they never push it to ask the, 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 the tough questions. And the answer is, well, if they did have to sell, those unrealized losses, the paper losses, would become realized losses. It's the same example of let's say that you bought a stock, you, you had your $10,000 and you put that into a stock and the stock went down by 50%. Let's just use an extreme example here, 50%. Well, it's only a paper loss. You haven't incurred that loss unless you have to sell the asset and then realize your cash out position, which would be 5,000. Now, you imagine if a bank had to do that, that would be a real crazy situation. That's, that is where a bank could quite easily collapse. And this is why the central bank and the Fed and other things are putting these emergency platforms into place because they are giving this liquidity for those banks so they don't have to sell those bonds. Now, exactly how much of Schwab's money or profit comes from this margin in the middle on deposits and making a profit. It's 51% of their total net revenue for the last year. That is where they could run into some profitability issues going forward. But this is one thing I want you to pay careful attention to, which I pulled out of the interviews and the statements and things here. The company has seen an increase in the pace at which clients move certain cash balances into higher yielding alternatives, Schwab said in an annual report. As these outflows have continued, i.e. people taking their money out, they have outpaced excess cash on hand and cash generated by 
maturities. And this is where the problem comes in because Schwab already borrowed 12.4 billion and now they've taken on another 13 billion. So it just shows you the sort of outflows that we're seeing at the moment. And they've also talked about the broader turmoil that you know they're saying they're healthy and they can handle it. So they are expecting further turmoil to come down the line. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention here was Janet Yellen, who made a statement saying, the banking system is strong, everything's great, everything's fine. At the same time that she was making that statement, she had already called for an emergency meeting. Now, let me read out who was in attendance at this emergency meeting. So again, a perfect example of them saying one thing, but actually the truth is quite different. So it was Janet Yellen, Secretary of the Treasury of the USA, the World Reserve Fiat Currency, Jerome Powell, Chair of the Federal Reserve, Michael Hsu, Acting Comptroller of the Currency, Rohit Chopra, he's the Director of the Financial Protection Bureau, and then it just goes on, the SEC. So these are the, the, the senior people in every one of these institutions. Are you ready? The SEC, the FDIC, CFTC, FHFA, NCUA. Then we have other people, Office of Financial Research, Insurance Expertise, the Federal Insurance Office, Superintendent of Financial Services, New York State Department of Financial Services, Securities Commissioner. Does this sound like a very simple and you know, easy meeting to you. These people who are really, really busy, extremely busy people would have had to drop all of their meetings, jump on private jets and fly in for this secretive meeting all in a very short space of time so that they could handle this massive crisis, which they say, there's nothing going on. Everything's fine. Everything's stable. And yet what we are seeing is the data that's now, because last time I covered this, that data hadn't been released yet. So we didn't know what the outflows were. But now we have got the data on the outflows and it is absolutely huge. These are the biggest number of outflows in history leaving the banks right now. And you've really got to look at this as a lesson because the more money that leaves these banks, the bigger the problem gets because think of it in terms of assets and liabilities again. So you might have a job that pays X amount per year, but you spend this much per year, or even you could say that you own this much in assets, this much in liabilities. Well, it's only a matter of time until you just, and you've seen all these liquidity outflows that you just can't afford to keep up anymore. Now that's not to say, that's probably not quite the best example for the whole banking sector, because some banks are insolvent, they just don't realize it yet, but others do have strong balance sheets. That's not the issue. The issue is the debts that they purchased and they need to hold them to maturity. And if they can't hold them to maturity, this is where you're gonna see the massive issue forming. So what was the total outflows then? Are you ready for this? 98.4 billion dollars is what outflowed from banks. Now, I said at the start, there was something unique that has happened as well. So what actually happened then, the bulk of the money came from small banks. So the large institutions saw deposit increases of $67 billion, while smaller banks saw outflows of $120 billion. So it's actually more than the 90 
8.4, it was $120 billion, but they just flow to different banks. But you don't need to be a genius mathematician to see that there was $53 billion there that, that when it left the smaller banks, didn't flow to the bigger banks. So the question is, and I want you to see how many of you understand this, drop a comment below. Where did the additional 53 billion go to? If it left the banking sector, where has it ended up? Let's see how many of you are switched on to how finance works. Now, as of recording the video today, Schwab has lost 29.5% from its share price. And this is just in the last month. So that is a lot higher than the 8% that the financial sector in general has lost. So it tells you that investors know something is going on there, but I still do see Schwab as such a huge institution that they're probably too big to fail, but it doesn't mean they won't see some issues. Now, this is another really interesting lesson. So we've had the investigation now into SVB, so that's Silicon Valley Bank, and this is a great and interesting point for all of you. Nearly all the bank's deposits were tried to be removed within two days. So think about that. Within 48 hours, every single depositor, or almost as they say, they use the word almost, every single depositor tried to remove their money from the bank. But they said that customers withdrew 42 billion and it would have been 100 billion by the end of the, the, the next day had they not put the freeze onto everything. Or should I say the second day was an additional 100 billion. So that would have come to 142 billion, which was 81% of all of their funds and deposits would have been withdrawn by the end of the second day. Now, the reason I said it's a good lesson for you is because for those of you who are waiting thinking, you know what, I can handle this this banking crisis. And if there is a run, I'll go and get my money out of the bank now. Well, look what happened there. It lasted a day before they pretty much closed everything down. So if you've got your life savings just sat there in one bank and you're not keeping any cash or any alternative assets outside of the system, all I can say is good luck to you, my friend, because I've given you this warning over and over again that eventually there's gonna be a massive crisis and we already know all these things that they have predicted from a, a cyber attack on the banking system right through to the transition to a central bank digital currency and all these other things, the regulation of cryptocurrencies. I don't really think we need any more warnings. We've got three there right away on top of dozens of other smaller warnings that we're told are coming. The world is a very different place now. Everything has, has changed. The world is not going back to how it used to be. And really it's just a case for you to think about whether you agree with that, whether you accept that, or whether you're still kind of struggling to, to come to terms with that reality. All I can do is make some suggestions as to what I see, what I'm doing. And you know, we talked yesterday about, we've had the most new members in the private community ever in the last month record numbers have come through. And honestly, all you have to do for those of you who have joined, look at my spreadsheet, look at all the forecasts, look how accurate they've been, almost 100% accurate. Look at what's coming next. Look at the allocations of where I've put my money and the suggestions, not financial advice, suggestions I've given for all of you where to allocate. And you should be ahead of the game. But to just leave your money in the bank and think that all of this is, you know, 
a coincidence, these banks' failures, after we talked about these banks were going to fail, and now they've put this little fund in place to, to cover more bank failures. They can't. The, the, that's not how it works, the economy and the mathematics behind it. You can't just give people loads of money and give banks loads of money unless they have some assets to use as collateral. But anyway, I'll leave it there for today. Thank you for being members here. Thank you for being subscribers. Really appreciate you all. And I will see you tomorrow for the next video. Take care. God bless.